So welcome to the Passel CMO series, where we discuss all things marketing and business development in the world of professional services. Today's subject is all about walking in the shoes of a new legal CMO. First few days, weeks, and months as a legal CMO are critical in establishing yourself in the business, as well as assessing what is needed in the firm and building an understanding of the landscape at that firm. Um, I've had the pleasure of enjoying this lady's wonderful company, uh, and I'm in Delighted to welcome Jennifer O'Donnell, Chief Marketing Officer at Siegel McCambridge to the Passel CMO series. Um, and we're going to discuss her first steps as legal CMO and her advice for aspiring marketers uh, new to their roles. So, Jen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, as are we. And I hear that you uh, are off to Tampa tomorrow. So thanks for making the time. Of course, always, always, okay. always. Brilliant, brilliant. So to get into it, first things first, what was your career journey leading up to joining Siegel McCambridge as CMO? Um, yeah, I I, uh, I think, you know, I think this is probably pretty common of a lot of, or several CMOs that I've met anyways, but I am a um, attorney. I practiced for about four years um, before I decided that it was not for me. I actually had an externship my last semester of law school at the um, federal court in the Southern District of Mississippi. And um, they offered me a job at the end of that externship. So I took it and I was screening prisoners constitutional complaints and habeas petitions. And so that's usually all I have to say when I say I decided not to practice law anymore mm-hmm. um, after that. So um, when I d- made the decision to kind of re focus my career I kind of took some months off and really did I explored all options I looked at nursing school I looked at pivoting altogether out of legal I looked at all the things and um, I happened upon a job back at my law school in the library and that really was just um, a band-aid to be honest it was not a career step at all but it kind of gave me something to do and my law firm I was in Mississippi at the time and the law firm where I ended up was actually the biggest law firm and it still is the biggest law firm in Mississippi. So I knew it by reputation. So when I saw they had a job posting in legal marketing, I thought, oh, well, this may be a good fit. I am a lawyer and I, you know, I know nothing about marketing, but let's, you know, let's talk to them and see. So I interviewed for that job and I didn't know it, but they were looking for a non-practicing attorney. Um, And so I kind of just fit that bill. And I think the idea was, let's just see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was a little bit of a, the department was more, the law firm had about 185 attorneys at the time and the marketing department was only five or six people. So it was, you know, I was more of a utility player at first. We kind of, I bounced around a little bit. There was a little bit of turnover. So I'd take over a job when somebody left. And then I kind of really honed in on business development um, within the first six months to a year, and then um, really kind of took that on, grew the department. As the firm grew, the department grew, my responsibilities grew. Um, I had a team of four direct reports and kind of built that business development machine. And it really became a well-oiled machine, to be honest. You know, I had good people. And, and the processes were in place already, but I think that we were able, just because of the people that I had and 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 the skills that I learned, we really made it a well-oiled machine. Because of that, I kind of started getting the itch a little bit um, there towards the end. I was there for 10 years. And so I started to really have the desire for a new challenge career-wise. Um, 
And so that's when I started looking around and I don't know if this was a good or a bad thing still, but I worked with a couple of recruiters and I interviewed for several things. And what I always told people was, I don't know really what I'm looking for. I didn't necessarily set out to say, I think my next step is to be a chief marketing officer. I just knew there was a next step, um, whether it be at a bigger firm, a similar role, a different role in legal marketing, a client facing role. So I, you know, it took me about 18 months to find something. I really think that that was helpful though, in defining what I was looking for. I think it took me a while to figure out what I really wanted, what that next step looked like for me. And I had a big, you know, I'll just know it when I see it kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, you know, I, I think I saw this role I interviewed and I thought, you know, this is just it. It's the right firm, the right size, the right group of people. Um, and it just kind of all clicked pretty quickly. So I didn't, I was not looking for this step necessarily, but it just made sense with this firm. The timing worked out. Very yeah. funny how the, world has its way of working things out you know at the very start you you know you had been an attorney and then the firm that you happened to be interviewing for were actually looking for a non-practicing attorney so you could bring all of that experience as you went into that kind of bd and marketing role and then now from your your journey from your previous firm to see with cambridge you say you weren't necessarily looking at that but all of a sudden again the stars align the right thing comes along and and you know this has been the next step for you in a very exciting journey, which we're about to kind of really get into the guts of and like hear more about it, which is which is amazing. And actually on, on that topic, I know that your your new team and firm is pretty different from, from what you experienced previously. Um, and when we spoke before the podcast, you mentioned um, building up one thing at a time. So did you have a deliberate plan for that sort of first day, week, month, quarter, et cetera, um, as being the CMO or were there any particular priorities that really came to mind? You know, I think going into it, I don't know what I thought, to be honest. <laughs> um, I think looking at it, I thought, oh, I'll just, I know the things that I can implement on the business development side. I know how we did things at my prior firm. Um, let's just go do that exactly somewhere else. And I quickly figured out as I began to meet people and talk to people and, you know, it was important that first quarter almost as I really, as you know, I I ran around to every major office we have. I met with the vast majority of all lawyers, really just sat down and 30 minute get to know you sessions, get to know your practice, um, what they had done business development wise up until that point and that sort of thing. And that shaped more of where I'm going than anything could have. And I don't know that I appreciated that. You know, I thought, oh, I'll get to know these people. At least I know who to go to for this. I know who to go to for that. But it really was more of, getting to know this group of people, how they do their work and how it's different from what I knew. And I think that's really directed everything else that I've done. So it's, you know, the universe of things that I know to do in legal marketing, you have to make it make sense for the group of people Mm -hmm. that you're working for. And I think that was a real light bulb moment for me that, you know, I've got to pick and choose of the things that I know to do. What makes sense here? There's some things that would be a waste of time and resources. Um, And then you can really, we, I do have a much smaller team. I have one marketing assistant who is absolutely phenomenal um but we kind of have to be selective about what we decide to do and um you know you can't do it all somewhere like that just bandwidth and manpower so I think to answer your question on first day week month you know the first kind of quarter almost was figuring out 
who Siegel McCambridge is as a law firm and mm. where my skill set fits in with that. And I leaned in more to my business development than I thought I would coming into it. I think that's been the biggest surprise for me um, is that that's probably the part that I'm going to be able to use the most. And it's where I'm most comfortable. They do need the most help there, but um, you know, the marketing communications, all that sort of thing, I'm figuring out as I go, to be honest, but the business development end, which I thought was going to be just portion of the job has become the biggest part of my job. So I think that's a good thing. I think I'm in the right place. I think that tells me I'm in the right place. That's amazing. I, I really appreciate your honesty there. It's a, it's a great answer. And I think, you know, reflecting on it from the, from the little uh, knowledge I have, but more so the conversations that you and I have had, but also um, with other people is that going into that new role, it's just been a question of, as you say, really kind of to, shape it an education piece i'm sure you'll kind of go into it as we go further along and i imagine so much that comes from going from from one firm to a new firm i mean you know a, a friend of both your, yours and i's kate perch over at morris money and martin when she stepped into cmo role she had been at you know the firm for a number of years so i'm sure that shift is slightly different like whilst it's it's new shoes right probably like pick out like i know these sort of things we can maybe improve on or not whereas as you say you've almost gone in blind and gone right i need to speak to everybody work out who's where and what journey and, and how i can kind of help to lead them right right exactly i think that's the the biggest lesson for me was i'm not stepping into this and doing everything that worked at my prior firm um, and I think that took me a minute to realize, but um, was probably the best lesson I can learn early on to not put a square peg through a round hole to do what's best for this, this group of people and kind of be a little more nimble. Yeah, 100%. And I imagine just being able to play to your strength around business development and, and those sorts of areas at the moment also just, just makes it far more comfortable in a place to be when, when, you're, when you're new. Um, yeah. With, with that in mind, uh, it brings us neatly on to asking what have been the biggest successes of the first few months of CMO? Getting up and running, um, putting some processes in place that just kind of, you know, building foundational departmental type functions has been helpful. And I would probably mark that as success. success. I've been able to help with an RFP that was successful, which was, you know, all, always good to do in the first quarter, which you don't have any control over, to be quite frank. Um, so that was nice. But I think too, like I have um, developed a formal business development coaching program and I'm going to be able to embark on that with about six or eight attorneys. And I think, you know, have preparing that, presenting it to leadership and having them accept and be excited about it. They're just as excited about it as I am. I think that's probably the biggest success that I've had since I've been there. And again, leading into the business development experience that I kind of thought was going to be peripheral um in this role but it's turned out to be um very important to them and i think to me as well and i i think it's where i can it can bring a lot of value to them yeah i can imagine i think i think you're doing a disservice at the start of that there's if that's those are all huge wins particularly being able to bring in a formal bd you know coaching program but prior to this Siegel cambridge have never had a formal marketing and bd um uh, set up and they haven't had anybody in your role so everything you're doing is you know breaking new ground so that's that's absolutely amazing Jen absolutely, congratulations really I suppose oh thank you well you know when you're you're treading water a little bit there is and I, I it's funny I was talking to my husband about this and you know what have I done since I've been here and it's hard to appreciate it when you're in it but he was mm -hmm. like you have kept the trains running on time and also 
gone around and, and met everybody and, you know, social media is still being posted and all that sort of, of course, again, thanks to my wonderful marketing assistant, Pearson, but, um, and I think that's part of it too. You know, I've, I'm, I keep using the, um, phrase I'm building a boat, mm-hmm. um, but I've also built the boat and clip, you know, building a boat, keeping it afloat and plugging the holes all at the same time, but it's been a good exercise in multitasking and, uh, and prioritization for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Well, on that topic of uh, plugging the holes, what have been the biggest challenges? And this might be slight, slightly easier for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's funny. When you've been somewhere else a decade, you you don't give credit to the things that just become so second nature to you. I think, and I think it may sound silly, but just getting to know people and processes at a new place is I discounted how difficult that would be. And, you know, Oh, great. I'm going to set up a a conference call. I have no idea how to Mm -hmm. do that here and, you know, who to help me set it up and things like that. So that little part of it kind of frustrated me more, I think, than the actual challenges, to be honest, but also the challenge of just picking what's best for this group of people. Um, I have a hard time not wanting to do it all. Um, knowing what's out there, knowing what we can spend, knowing, you know, what resources we could invest in, but knowing that some of that doesn't work, um, has been a challenge for me to kind of accept that, I think. Um, but also to pick what really, you know, works best to be mindful about resources and time and things like that. So, um, I think a lot of it is, you know, somewhere new there's change. That's a challenge, but also, really getting getting in there and figuring out what works and and trying hard to not misstep in the first little bit <laughs> well it sounds, it sounds like you're doing doing a very good job so far Have there been, were, were there any kind of um i suppose challenges that that you came across that surprised you that maybe in the first instance you didn't think would be the case i mean i know you said stuff that would be you realized you had to, was second nature to you prior to it but was there anything that i don't know maybe just suddenly having the name of, of, or the title, should I say, of chief marketing officer, did that, was there anything that kind of came with that? And you're like, well, I didn't expect, you know, this, this to kind of crop up. I mean, the answer might be no, but I'm just, just intrigued. Yeah. I can't think of anything offhand. I, you know, a little bit of, oh gosh, I'm driving this bus or boat to stick with the same metaphor. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I need to decide what's best. I'm not being told, you know, of course I have input from leadership and I bring things to them um, and things like that. But I think just, you know, the realization that it's all on me to come up with where, where we're going, not all on me, that's probably a stretch, but um, you know, I'm in charge. So there is a, a, a heavy, a weight that comes with that. Yeah, of course. And and it's exciting. And and we've spoken about this before. You're incredibly well suited for it. everything that you've been sharing so far just shows that and it's just such a cool opportunity to kind of step into those shoes and and really run with it and just just own it fundamentally um yeah so it's kind of, yeah. yeah it's very good it's very good so on a sort of slightly maybe more reflective note you know have there been any resources you know people communities that have helped along the way um that potentially you'd want to mention or that actually for anybody going through the same same process that you've been through at the moment you think it's kind of worth noting oh yeah um I think there's a one well, obviously my prior CMO and, and the and the experience I had there and the exposure I had to things because of the size and culture of where I was um 
was incredibly helpful in in my career and in giving me the confidence to to make the next step. But also, you know, people that I've met at Marketing Partner Forum, Kate Perch, you mentioned at Morris Manning, Melody Tilly at Ford Harrison, I met actually at LMA. Um, you know, I think we, they're Atlanta CMOs, we have made it a point to kind of get together every couple months um, for lunch and had for a while. And I think you know, networking with them was generally speaking, not going to find me another um, position, but it, it gave me the confidence to take this position because I had heard about things at other firms. Mm. My only, I had one point of reference um, for my prior firm. So to hear about how they did it and they're at very different size firms than that with different size teams and different size teams than I have now. So to just hear ideas from them, um, have them to call. I ask them questions probably too much, um, but to have that resource is just so nice. And they've both been um, incredibly helpful. And then most recently at Marketing Partner Forum, I met um, Kalisha Crawford and they are so similar and her role is so similar to mine and her team is so similar to mine and they do similar work. And so to be able to have her to, to talk to and she's a couple of years down the road and look what I've done and look what I've implemented and things like that. So just the network that I have built um, just over the last decade, I mean, it's, it's been a, a long time, but the, those friendships from LMA and marketing partner forum, forum have been truly invaluable to me. Yeah, there's some uh, truly wonderful individuals you mentioned there who, who I'm fortunate enough to know as well. But as, as you mentioned, that it's, it's, that network clearly has just just served you so well in, in, in so many yes. different aspects, just being able to to lean on it. Um, and you say giving you that confidence, which is really great to hear. So um, thinking about the role as it stands at the moment, are there any experiences that you have from your previous roles that you've kind of been leaning on? um you know to kind of help you being being in that cmo role i know that you probably have shared some of that already but was there anything else that kind of came to mind that, that you thought worth it was worth sharing yeah i mean there's little stuff of course the biz- the biggest thing would probably be my business development experience and how mm-hmm. that's given me the confidence to um develop a form of co- coaching program um dive into that um feel, i'd feel extremely comfortable that's one of those things i feel like i could do kind of blindfolded with my hands behind my back because it comes so naturally to me now but you know i had the opportunities um at my prior firm to be in meetings with leadership have access to leadership present things to leadership and i think that gave me the confidence to um to feel comfortable in this role is as much as it still is difficult for me to kind of, I don't wear it on my sleeve. You know, I, I, I struggle a little bit with that part of it. Um, but I think that, you know, having that exposure to a, the leadership team with it, being part of the leadership team within our marketing business development department at my prior firm, but also being able to present things to leadership. I, that gave me, you know, a little bit of experience when it was the stakes were a little lower to um, practice those skills, brush up on presentations, things like that. So I think obviously the business development part um, really prepared me well for this, but also being part of that leadership team, knowing about PR, knowing about working with an agency, knowing about social media, the website, brand, all those sorts of things, being kind of in the trenches with that leadership team within the marketing and business development department was invaluable. Yeah, it sounds like so much of it are those kind of subconscious uh, skills that you kind of pick up and you just don't really realize that you've 
you know, you've yeah. learned it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I'm implementing that and that and that, that, you know, just kind of actually comes to me like second nature. And you, you realize, you say you're kind of leaning yeah. on in, in the new role as well. Yeah. When you uh, are peripherally involved with, with things, you, it's easy to discount how much experience you really have in those until you kind of get into mm. it. And you're like, oh yeah, I do remember this was how this was handled or you called this person for that or whatever. So yeah, it's, it, you, you soak up a little more than you appreciate. Oh yeah, I could not agree more. And it applies to so many different different aspects of life. It's amazing what you soak in. And um, so unfortunately it come, brings us to the final question of the day, um, which is always going to be an interesting one. But what would be your one piece of advice for others taking on new and challenging legal marketing roles, such as stepping into being a CMO? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge for me, and so that's obviously what I would focus on first, would be just to do it. I mean, I kind of, even when I would look for so long, it's funny, I think looking for a long time and then it, an opportunity coming, it's like, oh gosh, I'm almost paralyzed with fear to make the decision now. And I was comfortable and I could have stayed there forever. And, you know, I had good relationships and things like that. But I think just to take the leap, just do it. And I, Kate really, Kate Perch gave me so much confidence in that because I talked to her a lot about it, even before this, just not even to this particular role, but other roles I looked at or just CMO in general. And she was like, just do it. You will figure it out. You know what you're doing. And so I think that gave me such confidence in, um, in, in, in taking the leap. I, it will be hard. It will be challenging. There are things that are different that you won't like, or that will feel odd and different just because they're different. Um, but I think just to take the leap would be the biggest piece of advice I was given that helped me more than anything. You know, I think you can get into the nitty gritty of any of it, but you have to take the leap first. So um, we are going to head into the quick fire round now. So nice, short, sharp, exciting little answers, just getting to know you a little bit better. So what is your favorite business and non-business book? Um, well, I have to be honest on this one. Um, I don't do a ton of business reading. I have a handful of business development books that I'll read, Sally Schmidt being one of them. Um, but I don't do a ton of reading because I like to leave that as my um, kind of wind down sleep hygiene um, part of my day. So I like to do um, a lot of recreational reading. And so that I can answer the second book. I don't, that all that to say, I have some, you know, books I reference, but I just don't have a favorite if I'm being honest. But on the non-business book, um, I really enjoy just anything thing that reads light and easy and I hate to use this phrase too but chiclet I think is what a lot of people call it um but uh the lies that bind by Emily Giffen she's actually uh Atlantan um an author she um that's probably my favorite book that I've read in a little while I have I it, you know it's kind of I feel like asking somebody their favorite child to pick a favorite book but I um that's probably been the top one I've read lately. Lovely. And I can understand the old slight sleep hygiene element. I'm always uh, doing the same. I like to prefer reading the, the more like a thriller or some sort of fiction before bed. Um, so second question, what yes. was your first job? Okay, this is a funny one too. Um, I actually kept score at the church league basketball. Um, that was what I did before I could drive or anything. So like my mom or my sister would drop me off and, and I still know, I mean, I sort of know 
the rules of basketball enough to enjoy it, but it's a whole other ball of wax. I never could figure out the possession arrow fully, but um, yeah, first job. Keeping Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, what makes you happy at work? Um, I think outside the normal wins of, you know, winning an RFP or getting an attorney what they need or that sort of thing, the people, um, it's just really nice to work with a good team. And um, I have a lovely group of people at Siegel McCambridge, my marketing assistant's awesome, but also the attorneys are just really overall a great group of people. And I think the people kind of make it the most rewarding for me. Um, you can get a win anywhere, quite frankly, but I think the people are what make a place. That's really wonderful to hear. And what are you listening to at the moment? Um, you know, I'm listening to a lot of Lumineers. We were supposed to see them last Labor Day and I got COVID. So I'm kind of, you know, appeasing that with listening to them. Um, a lot of Mumford and Sons. My husband, Eugene's kind of the DJ at the house. Um, he's more <laughs> into music than I am. But I'm also trying to listen to Spare, funny enough. Um, but I am, I'm struggling through that audiobook. I have to be honest. I think he gets a little too in the weeds for me, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to finish it one day. <laughs> well, I like, I like the music choices. Certainly there, there, there's some good, good ones there. And what, yes. or, or should I say, where is your favorite place to visit and why? This is, this is another hard one for me to pick a favorite. Um, we've, we travel a lot. It's kind of what we do, our hobby. I have to say, to be honest, I have to say it's Paris. Um, you know, it's just such a, it's so close to London and yet it's almost like a world away when you get there. Um, there's just something unique about the energy there and the light almost seems different. A cafe is just my happy place. So I think that would probably win out on the favorite. Yeah, I think that would talk for quite a lot of people. It is a beautiful spot, so great choice. <laughs> um, excellent. Well, thank you very much for that. How interesting. And I want to say, you know, obviously a huge congratulations to you on, you know, the new role and everything that you have achieved. Like, you've been fortunate enough to get to know each other recently, you know, very well. And there's so much that I can see that you're doing that is just such a huge success in, you know, setting yourself, yourself up for, um, a, I'm sure, a great and long career with Sigma Cambridge in terms of where you're taking, taking that firm. So, um, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure for me as well.